Are you or someone you love ready for marriage but refuse to settle? Dominion Dating is for bold, biblical singles who are ready to build families, shape culture, and take dominion. Our statement of faith and screening process attracts the right people and repels the rest. Right now, when you back our April crowdfund, we're giving away half-priced memberships for you or someone you love. Join the Marriage Reformation at dominion.dating. Have you had your soup today? The cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to an episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the mist in mystery. Mystery. Did I do that one? We're putting the her. We're putting the mister <laughs> in mystery. <laughs> My name. Whoops! Is, don't ask any questions. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, I want to read you the oh, yes. worst Canadian propaganda I've ever seen. Okay. And this um, Carla from Book Club sent this to me. And um, you know our our can our Book Club Canadian ladies they are keeping us apprised of the sitch in Canada, and it is bad. Anyway, she just sent me this. This is um, a Canadian ad from their government. Okay. And here's what it says. Ugh, this is bad. This is bad. Get vaccinated so you have a reason to put pants on again. <laughs> Has the Canadian government... Is there government a Canadian government... I feel like it's just the Chinese controlling at this point. <laughs> controlling who puts their pants on. Like, yeah. Listen, Canadians. Is that why no one's wearing pants anymore? <laughs> you guys really? <laughs> Did you just why. like, you went into this fake lockdown and now you don't, y'all lost your pants? Like, I don't understand. So you have a reason. Listen, this is what the government is telling their people. That vaccination will give them a reason to put on pants again. But you will also still have to put on Mask, a mask, two and masks. social distance, and don't go around anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's bad up there. This is just next level. It gives you your freedom. Ridiculous. Put pants on, y'all. You can do it without a vaccine. I pro- today I put pants on. Not vaccinated for nothing COVID. happened. Nothing, without the vaccination. Nothing. I'm I'm dressed. I left the house, and I didn't have to get stuck with a needle. It was just amazing. You can live your life. I promise. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to let you in Canada. Matthew's uh, Matthew's been he's been on like a weird. I mean, it's not really weird, but it's a sudden. I guess mm-hmm. is the way a spontaneous, mm-hmm. uh, World War Two kick. Mm. And so he That's learned, right, but he's that. watched pretty much everything. Okay, they're, like he's like if you watching can watch it, it constantly. Yeah, and so he's watched some less well known movies and documentaries uh-huh. and mm-hmm. and stuff from 
stuff that like doesn't even involve America, okay. like stuff that yeah. involves like Russians and Germans right. and and things like that. And he was uh, he watched a thing about uh, I think it's called it's called Scorched Earth. It's where like if mm-hmm. the Russians knew the Germans were gonna invade, they would just like destroy everything so that yeah. there would be no value in that. Right. And he. <laughs> That is but so, so immature. <laughs> anyway, but um, if I can't have it. No one can. Have so it's it. like a, it's a series called Scorched Earth, I think. Okay. And he also ended up learning a lot about like Russian propaganda. Uh huh. And since then, he's like, I feel like I really, really like. He starts. He's starting to see a lot of correlation between like what he learned <laughs> about Russian propaganda during World War Two and. Like some of the the stuff that's being um, advertised now. I mean, now it's just called marketing, right? Right. <laughs> but he's like, he'll be like, "Wow, that's just literal propaganda." Propaganda. That's exactly Straight what up. that is. Get vaccinated so you have a reason to put on pants again, right? As if everyone's stuck at home because they're not vaccinated. Right. That's what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this isn't true. It everyone's... isn't because we shut everything down. No, right. No, no. It's not us. It's not us. <laughs> it's it's not us that shut it down, but we are giving you the power. Right. To go mm-hmm. and, and the freedom to go back outside again. It's so manipulative mm-hmm. and ridiculous. Anyway, I just thought when I read that, I wanted to... I don't know, jump from... Put on another pair of pants? I wanted to put on three pairs of pants. (laughs) I wanted to continue to not social distance and just keep on living my mask-free life. It's so great. I remember a year ago going to church around Easter, which last year was late in April, which is strange. Yeah. Um, They have a way of determining it, but I always forget. Yeah. And I just remember... Well, okay, so go back to April 2020 if you can. <laughs> and uh, I remember being told, like, you're going to church. You, today, you all are going to die. You're all going to get sick and die. Right. Was the narrative. Yeah. Last April. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, do, can, any, can any of you who were convinced that we were all going to get sick and die if we didn't mask up and social distance look at all of us that aren't sick and dying and maybe consider that there might be a gap in your understanding. Yeah. Maybe just consider it. Just consider it as a possible option (laughs) that maybe you weren't right. And maybe we weren't told the truth. They're already, they're already talking over you. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> they're already okay. it's too late. they're already doing we already know okay. we already know the arguments All right. well, that they're right. already okay well, she, you asked i just consider just consider yeah. anyway moving right along um yep well i was gonna say that you're yep well first i was actually gonna say well okay yeah i'll just make it i'll combine the two things great um you're right <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you introduced yourself but you're right i am joy <laughs> and i here with my beautiful co-host. <laughs> no one needs to know who I am. Uh, Summer. Okay. There the right. nice thing about both of our, we introduce ourselves and the other person yeah, twice just, in every episode. Just to make usually. sure nothing falls through the cracks. But well, what I was going to say is you were mentioning book club ladies. Yes. And I was going to say uh, that if you haven't joined book club, it's definitely, it's never too late. Nope. But we haven't even officially discussed chapters one and two. Of the book that we're reading. Not until Wednesday. And 
as we were reminded, this book club, if you are a part of our book club, you oh, yeah. have a discount. I forgot. At shopsheillusions.com. Is that it? Yep. Shopsheillusions.com. Why, why was I like, Wait, well, no. we've done that here before. <laughs> where you like say something and then why with do I all the confidence in the world. Just and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Out of my brain. Almost as though. Did I mean that? Confidence <laughs> is like a. It does. It like ca- having certainty. It almost makes, makes you, you believable. That's how con men get away with right. things. Yeah. I saw a guy that was like, if you ever. If you ever are somewhere you're not supposed to be, which <laughs> <laughs> I stop right there. I'm not encouraging you to <laughs> Is do. Is that something people do? Because <laughs> I feel like I have been predominantly a rule follower, like for most of my life. So yeah. it would never even occur to me <laughs> to, to go somewhere, somewhere where I'm not allowed to go. I don't know. But it does occur to some people and it can be a, a skill in some ways. But basically, if you see someone who is like a worker in uniform, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you just say, hey, what are you doing down here? <laughs> Why? Or like, what are you doing in here? And because then, then the you. assumption, yeah. if you're asking that, because they're an employee, so the first thing they're going to do is ask you, <laughs> what who are, are you, you doing and what are you here? doing down here? So, the, <laughs> so in order to make the person think you're supposed to be there, you act like they may not supposed to be there. <laughs> be there. Anyway. So yeah, that's a little psychological trick. Oh yeah, that's like social conditioning wow. for sure. Matthew is also watching <laughs> this guy on YouTube who it's like his job. I guess it's kind of in a way it's like loss prevention, but like oh. big companies pay him to try to break into their yes. physical offices uh-huh. and like find information. And he, yep, he, we might have been watching the same thing. He <laughs> thinks it's hilarious how easy it is to just. <laughs> Uh-huh. get information i don't know anyway it is it is hilarious but yeah it involves a lot of that stuff yeah like, if you just give an just air pretend, of superiority like yeah i'm supposed to go be going through this door <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. or like yeah i'm supposed to be backstage mm-hmm. i don't know i totally did this <laughs> this thing this morning that made me question my own psychology where um i was out of coffee and mm-hmm. i was out of everything that i could possibly use to make coffee what did you do i went to starbucks oh okay <laughs> exactly okay I, I mean, it was a last resort, but I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to Starbucks, whatever. So there I am at Starbucks and I was going to order three items and I forgot the third item. Okay. And she asked me, is that all today? And as I said, yes, that's it. As I was saying, yes, that's it. I remembered what the third item was and I was not willing to tell her. <laughs> And I knew I, was, I wasn't I was going to ask for it at the window because I'm not a jerk. I would never do right. that. And I was just like, well, too yeah, late. Sometimes you have to live, I have to live with those, these consequences. Yeah, yep. I Whereas think I could have just said, I could have just said, oh, wait, no. And it's not like, what, I do that what is she going to do? Kick me out? I would say like half the time. No, ma'am. You, <laughs> you said, said that was it. <laughs> you said. So and then I will no longer take your money right. in exchange for goods or services because you said <laughs> you said this was over. You said I was still in line. I was still talking to her over the intercom. Yeah, I've done stuff like I that just, before too. And so where I'm I like thought, walking away, and I'm like, <laughs> why am I walking away right now and not just fixing my mistake? I couldn't do it. I just thought, and you know, it could be because for years that. That drive-through time, because I was a manager, right, yeah. like it mattered. And in my head, I don't want to mess her life up. Yeah. And I just valued that more than this third item in the moment. I put what a higher price tag. Item? 
It was like, oh, it was a cake pop. Okay. Janny asked, Janny asked for, she always asks for cake pops. Right. They, they delight her. It mm-hmm. is a, it is a $3 way to say I love you to her. Right. You know, like just wow. And I was going to get one. And anyway, it just, man, we're weird creatures. Our thought. So, yeah. but it's societal norms, right? Yeah. Like societal, like things that people normalize. And so like if somebody comes up to you with an air of superiority, even if they don't look like they should be there, you assume, well, this person must have some superiority in this situation. Right. And you don't question it. And I didn't question. I was not going to tell that lady that there was something else I wanted. <laughs> nope. Wasn't telling her. Not through a drive through No. Anyway, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. It's not too late to join book club. Like Joy said, that's happening at patreon.com slash theologians. We had over 100 women in there last we week, did. which was super exciting. Uh, we had people in the UK. Like I said, we got lots of Canadian friends and it's a good time. And uh, we're talking about psychology today, too, actually, a little bit. I was going to say, I didn't know which episode know. we were going to do first. I like to just keep keep everyone on their toes. What are we talking about? Well, you all clicked on this. You've already seen <laughs> Um, let's talk about church too. Okay. Hashtag church too. We've talked about, we talked about me too when it first started happening, uh, years ago, but church too kind of rode in on its coattails and I thought we should at least be familiar with what this movement is. I think it's another religion as well. And I'll make that case. Um, but there's a book that came out recently called Church Too, hashtag Church Too, because it's a hashtag. So just like Me Too is a hashtag. This is, this is how you find, you know, y'all may not want to think about social media, but it's just impossible to talk about public discourse these days without it. There's no such thing as public discourse that's not on social media. Right. Like, that's just not a thing. And... I'm sorry, I guess, deal with it. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I don't know what to say. Um, and it's just where you witness a lot of interactions happening. Like, we right. have this ability to witness mm-hmm. any interact, pretty much any interaction mm-hmm. that we want, mm-hmm. which is different from how it used to be yep. when you were just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, we're at home today. Right. And then I, then I forgot to ask the lady for the third thing, and that was it. That was my human interaction for the day. Right. It could be for some people. Yeah. But um, so I, I, uh, I am bothered by the whole idea of Me Too and Church Too. And we haven't talked about this for a few years. But the thing that bothers us about, about Me Too and Church Too is that for the Christian, it should only, if you can say Me Too or Church Too, it should be like the first part of your story. Like this shouldn't be the whole story, right? So if you can say I've experienced abuse, like, oh, me too. As a Christian, there should be a, there should be more after that story for you. And what I mean by that is that we serve a God who is our redeemer and our healer and our restorer and who is making all things new. And so it's like, me too. I live in a fallen world. I've experienced abuse. I've been sinned against, but God, 
right? And so we've discussed that at length, and I'm sure we have a lot of new listeners. Uh, but that is a very important part of the story is, but God. Like, it's not like I experienced this horrible thing, period. My life is over. Right. I'm ruined. Now every day I live in light of this horrible thing that happened and that's all there is for me. There's no hope. And that's just not how, that's not a a Christian response to abuse or sin. Right. And if you read the Me Too and the Church Too hashtags, it's just, it is just that. The vast majority of it is let me just rehash all these horrible things. Yeah. And that's the focus of it. Uh, and the, the focus is, let me talk about all this horrible stuff. Right. It's the, let me tell you and explain and explore how the church hurt me. Right. Um, to the point where I do not have to ever let it go. I can continue to talk about Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm constantly defined by it. I Mm -hmm. don't need to go to church anymore. Uh huh. That's a big one. Or be under. Or I'm gonna find a new kind of Christianity or a new right. kind of church that lets me deconstruct. That's be the this that's way. the basis of this. Yeah. Is it's all tear down, tear down, tear down, tear down these systems, tear down the church, tear down, and you know some things should be torn down. Um, but whenever you come across progressive thinking, you need to be able to recognize the deconstruction. That right. is supposed to be happening. Right. Yeah, because we absolutely acknowledge that a church, its elders, the people inside of it, can behave badly. They can sin. They can be unapologetic for the sin. They can cover it up. Mm-hmm. They can allow it to happen mm-hmm. and be complicit in it. Sure. Um, but... We still have a responsibility. Well, so first of all, we we have, hopefully, if you're listening, you understand our views on how a situation like that would be rectified. And certainly the church responsible is the church that would be responsible mm-hmm. and would need to be held accountable. And that's where justice would need to take place um, mm-hmm. for any victims. And, but you wouldn't um, start to blame the church systemically Right. And accuse all churches of having abuse right. of some kind happening behind closed doors. So we absolutely believe in the importance of mm-hmm. um, any sin mm-hmm. that I described that's happening in a church. Um, or if people are seeing it and not saying anything, if people aren't being held accountable, mm-hmm. all that stuff needs, uh, it requires action. It requires yeah. justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... So even if you you leave a church and for a legitimate reason, mm-hmm. um, you have a responsibility mm-hmm. as a Christian mm-hmm. um, to behave a certain way. And it, it's not always fun to consider this, but your responsibility does, it's relatively the same whether or not the sin against you was um brought out into the open and mm-hmm. fixed mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. and i think that's what well i, I don't even know totally how to start this discussion because i think there's lots of factors that we would even have to consider i think a lot of people well and we've talked about before how to like 
how to leave a church when to leave a church Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and we don't we're not we didn't explicitly Mm -hmm. um give that advice to anyone in particular right it's just sort of like something to go based off that are reasonable but i do think a lot of people um some of this stuff i can't like totally relate to Mm-hmm. Um, because I go to a church where you can't just like leave and start tweeting about how <laughs> how someone abused you, right? Um, I go to a church where, and you know, maybe not everyone would say that all situations have been uh, reconciled or whatever. Um, but I go to a church where our elders deal with stuff Mm -hmm. that happens within the body and there's accountability certainly to make sure that like abuse isn't taking place. But, um, I guess I can just start out by saying that if you beware of the person that leaves a church without talking to any of its elders or any of its occupants, um, and just leaves a church and just starts saying they were abused there. Right. Well, and we've talked before about how what kind of what kind of counsel or audience you seek says a lot about what kind of help you actually want. Right. So social media is not a just court. <laughs> uh, if you have a legitimate problem tweeting about it, if you have a legitimate problem in the church, tweeting about it is not going to be able to solve that problem within the church. Which is important because it did occur to me. I talked about this on Apologia Radio yesterday. But um, people who deny the Bible mm-hmm. um, as like the ultimate, their ultimate objective mm-hmm. authority, mm-hmm. Act- they actually don't have any reason to perform trials. Right. Mm-hmm. The Trials are not an evolutionary thing. The the Mm -hmm. tortoises didn't come up with trials on, Mm -hmm. and they never will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And uh, fish never did either, or monkeys or whatever. Um, And it became very clear to me, Mm -hmm. specifically in the past few days, that people don't believe in trials or they Mm-mm. think they, they think don't. that um no nope. trials are like a s- societal thing that we all agreed on mm-hmm. um and so they just think like oh well now society just needs to change mm-hmm. its view of what a trial is and that and what we have decided as a society is yep. that um if the evidence is sufficient to you there is no trial required and justice is executed by right. someone just outing this person right. without any evidence, any eyewitnesses accounts, any anything. Because um, the shame is the punishment. The publicity is right. the punishment. Right. And that has become mm-hmm. the judge, jury, and executioner situation that people don't like to see carried out right. in a courtroom. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And I, I would say you're hitting on something very important, which is that I think m- most people involved in the church to movement have another, we are not in the same religion. And I would say right. that uh, because, so the, 
Well, if you were, if you, if, if the word of God is your objective standard, Mm -hmm. then you know exactly what a trial is, how it's supposed to look and what it's function, like what it's supposed to achieve. Right. Um, But if you totally deny that and think that trials are just, yeah. Um, some like arbitrary thing that we came up with early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after our, we evolved from Neanderthals, mm-hmm. then yeah. yeah, it would just be something like, oh, well, no, this is just how we get justice now. But that's not how it works. Right. So uh, the girl who actually launched, who started church too, um, I wanted to read her Twitter and then I found out that she blocked me. What? <laughs> So anyway, she uh, just released a book called Hashtag Church Too. And uh, I want to read you the book description. Okay. It says, when Emily Joy Allison, her middle name is Joy, hey, outed her abuser on Twitter. She outed her abuser on Twitter. Let's just, okay. She launched Hashtag Church Too, a movement to expose the culture of sexual abuse and assault utterly rampant in Christian churches in America. Not a single denomination is unaffected, and the reasons are somewhat different than those you might find in the Me Too stories coming out of Hollywood or Washington. You ready? Here's the reason why, according to these people, sexual abuse and assault are rampant in the church. While patriarchy and misogyny are problems everywhere, they take on particularly pernicious form in Christian churches where those with power have been insisting since many decades before Me Too that this sexually dysfunctional environment is in fact exactly how, I, it hurts me to read this, is in fact exactly how God wants it to be. Church 2 turns over the rocks of the church's sexual dysfunction, revealing just what makes sexualized violence in religious contexts both ubiquitous and uniquely traumatizing. It also lays the groundwork for not one but many paths of healing from a religious culture of sexual shame, secrecy, and control, and for survivors of abuse to live full, free, healthy lives. Emily Joy Allison is a writer, poet, and yoga teacher. She holds a degree in philosophical theology and apologetics from Moody Bible Institute. My grandpa graduated from there and is currently pursuing a master of theological studies from Vanderbilt. Uh, In November 2017, as the Me Too movement was going viral, Emily came forward with her own story of abuse at the hands of her church and launched the Church Too movement overnight. Her pronouns are she, her, and she's married or engaged to a woman. Okay. So this is why I would say that this is another, she's, this is another religion. And if you read her stuff and read all of this stuff, so her pronouns are in her bio. She'll tell you what Enneagram number she is. Surprise, surprise. Well, and you have to consider something very, very important consider here and I do not actually I don't know what her unique story is right yeah me neither but you have to keep in mind that what is coming out of church to me too and the world at large um, is a total and 
rather despicable in my opinion, redefinition of what con- even constitutes sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are people. Right. And because they would say that uh, it would be it's sexually abusive to tell a gay person not to engage in homosexual acts. Right. They would say that is it's, a kind of religious. It's abusive. It is abusive to tell a woman that she should have sex with her husband. Right. A wife. That they would say you, that too. Yeah. In certain contexts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That she should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've seen it. I've seen it happen. <laughs> right. And also another thing that is important to keep in mind and that is why I am so just I don't think that there is any I think the best thing you can do to confuse a situation and rob yourself of justice that God designed or as close as we can get in our current world is blame a bunch of people Mm. for something that one person did. Right. So when you say something like, you have to be careful when someone says my church abused me. Right. Because we know that a church is a group of people. Well, uh, well, and even more literally, it's a building. So we know that the building didn't do anything, right? Right. And so then the next step is a group of people. Mm-hmm. So did everyone in the in right. the congregation do it? Right. Were there certain people? Right. Was it one person? Mm-hmm. And then you feel like other people covered mm-hmm. it up. Did other people cover it up? I'm not... Right now, we're not actually... Sp- if you want to know how we feel about sexual abuse, we have an episode on that. Right. And it is a a very good episode. So I'm not even going to get into that very much. Right. Um, But the point is, is that this is not, this is another sign of this weird vigilante justice that people think constitutes real justice, which is this sort of vague, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to blame society and, Mm -hmm. and then maybe I'm going to name someone, um, but the, and then I'm going to totally present to you everything that happened purely from my side of the story as someone who believes that X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. is actually abuse when maybe it's not. Right. Um, or so, like, like you said, for an example, I'm going to outline from my perspective, this entire history, this entire three year long story of abuse coming from the person who thinks um, it's abusive to tell a same-sex oriented person that they right. can't have sex with someone who's their same gender. Like, right. so it's, it gets incredibly convoluted. Yeah. Um, and then there are layers here. Right. But the the real thing, I, I guess what we're trying to say is that foundationally, mm-hmm. there are massive differences. And we're talking about differences as far as what the word abuse means. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is, it's what almost is like, sin or what is not sin. Right. And so that doesn't mean that somebody who, let's say, you know, this girl is a lesbian. That doesn't mean that she can't have ever experienced abuse. What I'm right. saying is, is that what I already know about her is that she and I have two different definitions of abuse and maybe there's some overlapping concepts, but right. I think it's absolutely wicked to encourage kids grow kids to uh, towards homosexual behavior. I think that's abusive. She does not think that that's. I abusive. also think it's wicked to 
accuse someone of something they didn't do. Right. So if my point and we don't need to get into a conversation on um, reporting abuse, you don't have to talk to anyone who's more clear than me about right that I feel like you need to report abuse. Right. Yep. Um, but the whole point is that we we you're supposed to be clear mm-hmm. and there if there is a crime that takes place, there needs to be a victim and a perpetrator. Right. Um, and if you are going to list for me 10 people um, and it's not at all, it's not. So I want to make sure I say this clearly because I think 10 people could be um, guilty of assault in some way if they helped cover it up or obviously participated directly or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not saying that I don't think 10 people. Uh, can be responsible for abuse but there is something inherently uh, manipulative Mm -hmm. about um, approaching a situation just from your side of the story so like if you believe first of all if you say the word patriarchy Mm. you already think that any assembly of people that honors a hierarchy where men would be the leading the the top the mm-hmm. leaders mm-hmm. um they're going to they think that is abuse yep. and so they think it's subjugation right and so in a situation where someone's saying where someone who fundamentally disagrees with me on what the definition of abuse is and what the definition of or or how a church is supposed to function or what the government looks like if i'm talking to someone who um who is saying all this stuff and we have these inherent very foundational disagreements, there is, it, it exposes manipulation. Right. So they're telling the story, but they're saying it in a way that's using common plain English, but they mean something entirely something different. different and progressive. Yeah. And, um, and it basically, it just goes along with this world's push mm-hmm. um, to create its own form of justice to vilify the things that it well it's its own doctrine it's a totally different religion it's basically their doctrine oh yeah so the gender bending homosexual enneagramming environmentalist all of that it's paganism right and sometimes it's made to sound like christianese right with certain kinds of terminology but like this girl who launched church too she also writes for something called scarletine which is a self-described progressive inclusive and independent sex and relationship education advocacy and support and the whole idea is that it teaches sex ed for homeschoolers ex-evangelicals and anyone else who kissed dating goodbye and the banner on their page says queer sex ed for all. So, so you mean, just in you mean case- for everyone that was abused by Joshua Harris? And this is what I mean. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful. And yep. I'm the last person to want to question someone if they say they've been abused. Right. I'm not a court of law. I do think people who have been abused should go seek justice here on earth and do it in a in a in a time frame that will allow the collection of evidence and things right. like that um 
but you have to be careful mm-hmm. because for anyone who anyone else who kissed dating goodbye, mm-hmm. there were people, there are people that would tell you to this day mm-hmm. that they were abused mm-hmm. by that book mm-hmm. to the point where they ha- it has affected their entire life and mm-hmm. they read it when they were 18 and they're well into their 30s now. Mm-hmm. And that, so even that... Mm-hmm can be defined mm-hmm. as abuse under this new right. weird I read this therapeutic book progressive religion and it abused me <laughs> it told me things that were wrong right right and it's so that's that's the level of personal responsibility that we're dealing with none i take no personal responsibility but then you know let's can we ask ourselves like i would if you if i had to choose and I don't, thankfully. But if I had to choose between teaching my kids something more akin to so-called purity cu- culture or more akin to so-called queer LGBT culture, can you guys guess which one I'm going to pick? Right. I mean, minimally, can we say that all those silly things that happened in purity culture teaching, can we minimally say that we can agree with the intent, even if the execution was horrible. Well, but that really exposes the point of all this, mm-hmm. which is to show yeah. that churches, mm-hmm. as they exist, mm-hmm. are they're wrong. Mm-hmm. They're abusive inherently. Right. That's where this is going. I right. absolutely agree. That that's yeah. where this is headed. Right. Some of that verbiage and the description for the book. Because we've, if a church is just a social construct, again, mm-hmm. we haven't been given any, mm-hmm. we haven't been given any instructions, right? As to how to biblically run into, oh wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, we were given instructions. <laughs> if we're going to act like. But so the whole point, the whole idea mm-hmm. is that we have, we have create, and maybe in some instances we have, we have created this social idea of what a church is and it's, but I'm not saying it's right. Right. <laughs> um, so there are probably tons of churches out there that are not functioning as they should be. And maybe some, there probably are really horrible things that have happened as a result of that. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that, God gave us an objective standard for what a church looks like, for how Mm -hmm. it runs, what the function is. It's pretty amazing how much information he has given on how he wants Mm -hmm. things to go. But this is what we Mm -hmm. see again. And it's happened with, with everything. Mm -hmm. Women's roles, uh, sexuality, gender, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, Something that God has been clear about Mm -hmm. the world takes and they say, well, a bunch of people just decided to make it that way. Mm-hmm. And now that it's not functioning well, mm-hmm. the way the last generation decided to make it. Right. That means we need to take over mm-hmm. and s- socially create mm-hmm. a, a new institution. Right. And so that's what the point of this is, is that tr- or for some people, maybe not for everybody. And I'm certain that people legitimately feel mm-hmm hurt from situations that they've encountered. Yeah. Um, and again, not discounting any abuse at all. Right. Um, but yeah, the point ultimately is to say that tear it all down. Yeah. The patriarchy, tear it down. Uh, the patriarchy is outdated. Having men lead is outdated. Tear having it all traditional down. women's uh, roles is outdated. Yep. Having sexuality mm-hmm. properly oriented is outdated. And guess who the new bosses should be after all this is torn down? 
<laughs> after I tear the pa- down the patriarchy, I should be in charge. Right. Like, are we surprised though? Right. Like, is this really surprising? Right. Like, you know, you want to tear down these structures and whatever. Well, who do you recommend puts the structure back up and decides how the new structure works? Well, oh, about, is it you? How about the people that <laughs> they didn't mess it up in the first place? It's like, well, it's still you. Right. You mean humans? Right. Still you. Right. <laughs> I think that is definitely something to look for. And so my my big thing with church too and me too, yeah, why can please we... Please don't... If you have a friend that like starts to describe to you her situation, you don't have to be like, I see what you're trying to do. You're, so, <laughs> you're trying to tear down the, <laughs> the, the social norms of the church but yeah you don't have to go there no and, that's just and, my extra little two cents and you shouldn't what we're saying is <laughs> that when you look at these movements you need to be able to look past what they're telling you and and assess the underlying worldview so the right. reason that i cannot be on board with church too is many we've explained some of them Number one, you don't take to Twitter if you want a situation in your life actually dealt with. Just, I mean, number one, uh, the church is not, you know, it's funny when people go online and they like tweet at, you know, some big company and they're like, dear American Airlines on this flight, such and such, whatever, you might get some attention, but that's not, you're not to treat the church that way. There's certain steps that you should take. If there is a problem in the church and a hashtag is not one of them, this is, again, one of those situations where what kind of counsel, what kind of audience you seek will absolutely reveal what kind of help you actually want. But number two, uh, the underlying worldview of the people who started this movement, who are writing the books on the movement, is that by and large... The church needs to be entirely deconstructed and reconstructed into a church more of their liking. Which is why they're not saying my abuser, Mr. Blank. They're saying the church. Right. The church. Exactly. It's an attack on the church, which I don't believe Christians should give an audience to because you're talking about Christ's bride. Right. Maybe. I mean, I believe there's a lot of false churches out there. There are plenty of churches out there that yeah, are not made up of And their congregants are complaining on Twitter. They're not <laughs> holding their pastors accountable. Right. Exactly. exactly. They're not. Yeah. They're not. Nope. Mm-mm. No, I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> like, it just, it really says it all. And That's so- really, if you honestly, if, if something like that is happening mm-hmm. um, in your church, Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. God put you there. Right. And please tell <laughs> if me. If you heard, if you overheard something, if you were in a meeting and you explicitly heard something that was wrong, that mm-hmm. you need to say, you need to say something. Right. If to, someone does something to, to you directly. People, to the people that can affect change. Right. That is who you should right. be saying something yes. to. You don't get to if there if a church, for example, has an entire elder board, and you you don't get to suddenly take to Facebook right. and indict all twelve members of the elder board right. for something that you thought you overheard or something right. that was said in a counseling session that you didn't like. 
right. that you conflated with abuse. Right. And that's the, th- that's the other, that's the most sickening part of it to me is that, and this is the same thing with me too. Church too. Any, any of these modern secular, uh, uh, sexual abuse advocates, they say they care about you mm. if you've been sexually abused. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but they, they don't. But they don't. They don't because they're actually increasing. They're attempting to increase instances of sexual assault by widening the definition of what constitutes sexual assault. Right. So they're making up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're padding their statistical numbers mm-hmm. and making up and, and broadening the criteria for sexual assault so that right. they can have more people join the club. I actually have a quote here for proof, just in case you guys don't believe Joy. So if you go to, so the girl that started Church 2, she writes for Scarletine. Okay. This is some, like I said, it's the queer sex ed for all. And one of their mission statements, it says in their mission statement that part of the reason they exist is because the evangelical church has victimized people by telling them that they should not have any sexual contact before heterosexual monogamous marriage. That is one of the definitions of how they have made victims. Let me repeat that. Okay. They're saying that there have been negative ramifications of purity culture. One of those negative ramifications is that they taught people that they should not have any sexual contact before heterosexual monogamous marriage. That is one of their definitions of abuse is teaching that so joy is not making this up they are broadening the definition of abuse to include teaching people not to have sex before marriage which they also include that they that purity culture taught that marriage is between a man and a woman (laughs) just a man and a woman heterosexual monogamous marriage Okay, so we are not talking about people who we share a sexual ethic with. No, we're talking about people that they're incentivizing you to not trust your pastors Mm -hmm. or your spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, They're incentivizing you to um, to to I'm trying to think of the best way I want to say this. They're incentivizing you to. well, not to be self-controlled and to be ruled by your own feelings. Um, but they're also incentivizing um, if you are being uncharitable in your assumptions or if you are in sin and you are in rebellion, um, they're incentivizing you to just hate the leaders of your church mm-hmm. Um and potentially your husband too, depending on what I keep mentioning your husband. Cause a lot of times the abuse allegations come from pastors saying something in private counseling sessions between mm-hmm. husbands and wives mm-hmm. that the wife mm-hmm. didn't like. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that's what happens every time? No, no. <laughs> but that's why I keep mentioning it. Um, but basically this is a group of people that is incentivizing you and, um, 
and they are they're basically the attempt is to get a reaction right yeah and uh they're trying to get you to rise up Mm -hmm. against the person that you've entrusted Mm -hmm. with your soul and that's a great way to deconstruct the church right which is the whole point and it's so manipulative right because it that like it goes back to what you said it's really not about you like no we want to talk about making victims whole you don't play this reactionary social media game that's not how you make victims whole that's not if you're how in you a victim, deal with injustice if you're a victim within your marriage you should you should have a pastor that you can go to mm-hmm. to help you with that mm-hmm. you should depending on what kind of victim you are in your marriage you should go to the police mm-hmm. um church too cannot help you right they can radicalize you yeah. into hating men and hating the church. churches mm-hmm. um but they can't actually and maybe they can offer some form of weird social justice where you um you trash talk the person who wronged you mm-hmm. um but that's not actual justice at all right. if if this stuff is appealing to you um you have you have left the bible as your ultimate authority and you are moving towards um whatever weird progressive liberal christianity right that says um that soon you're gonna have your pronouns in your bio right i mean yeah (laughs) you know there's a reason why all of this lumps together Mm -hmm. there's a reason why uh progressive christianity is another gospel right it's another form of Mm -hmm. christianity and it it doesn't look like anything that you could recognize from scripture that might have some words laid over it that makes it look more like that uh well yeah it has that's the the devilish thing about it right yeah is it does have some elements and some of the jargon Mm -hmm. is the same Mm -hmm. but ultimately the standard right is is the is the 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 people that make up weird progressive christianity right not the bible right so why talk about church two at all? What has church two ever done to us? Well, <laughs> I just, I think everybody needs to be able to analyze the underlying worldview between these things and to take a beat and really consider, uh, can I have any part in this? So it's also very popular yeah, right now. Very popular. To just dwell on and even create maybe hone your story about Mm -hmm. all the ways that your church Mm -hmm. abused you. And I'm not even so much talking about uh, sexual assault, Mm -hmm. um, but just abuse things. Your church did wrong things that um, Mm -hmm. if you're a Christian, if your church is a bad church, that your responsibility is to get into another church. Right. And find somewhere where God is glorified. Right. And you can be held accountable. You can be ministered to. You can be counseled mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. If you d- do not buy into the this weird lure, <laughs> right? Uh, d- yeah, don't don't be lured into uh, 
the weird therapeutic or seemingly therapeutic mm-hmm. um trash talking your church and just mm-hmm. or just being like you know I kind of abstain from church because I just have a problem with church in general right and it's like so how many churches have you gone to <laughs> right have you talked to right. the elders what right. do you, how do you think a church should run right. what is the function of a church what right. is the mm-hmm. um because you're supposed to be in church right there aren't there isn't a group of Christians that's not allowed to be right in fellowship with one another. Have you heard the joke about the guy who's stranded on a desert island and he's there for like a year and then finally like he comes and gets rescued and they see him. He's like tilling the land outside of this like church that he built. Okay. And then they like look down the beach a bit and there's another church and it's kind of falling apart and they were like, oh, where'd that come from? And he was like, oh yeah, I was going to that church, but I couldn't get along with the guy there. (laughs) Like it's so that's a joke. It's it's you know, haha. But the the point is that yeah, you're the problem. It's a joke about <laughs> things that people do for real. Like if you're in a church, the church has problems cuz you're right. a sinner. Right. Uh and that uh, a casualty of being in the church <laughs> is that you are sitting side by side, shoulder to shoulder with sinners. Now Lord willing, as the Lord is sanctifying you all and you're pulling in one direction, event you're going to bump into each other. Yeah. But hopefully that's that bumping into each other is iron sharpening iron. And you know what? Sparks fly yeah. when you're sharpening things. And that is something that is probably and most definitely inevitable. Uh, I just want to just to take the haters just glee away. I just want to be very clear that we do not see sexual assault as just Christians bumping into each other. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We've left that conversation. Now we're talking about <laughs> no, how I you just, interact with what the I church. Wanted to do, I, what I really wanted to do was just in that moment, I imagined someone being like, oh, yes, I get to take this out of context. Right, right, right. And I wanted to destroy that sure. for them. Thank anyway, you. go ahead. Do that. <laughs> uh, you know, part, part of the reason church, too, is worth discussing outside of the accusations of abuse is to to just dwell and consider the fact that there are people who when they realize there were sinners in the church have just decided never to go back and it's like wow what how prideful right like you didn't realize when you started going that there were sinners in church um i mean you can't have church by yourself you can't. At home alone. You can't. But even if you could, there would be sinners there because you're there. Because <laughs> you're there. Right. And so I think we just, we need to be a little bit sturdier. We need to be patient. We need to recognize that the church is made up of fallen sinners that the Lord has sanctified and loves. And so, again, leaving the specifically abuse oriented conversation behind the church is not something that should be torn down. The church is not something that should be deconstructed. The church is something that God is, God is constructing and he is using, that's it's scandalous that God, the creator, God of the universe, the Holy God in charge of all things. It's scandalous that he would use sinners to build his kingdom. 
but that only offends the Pharisees. Right. Um, I am a sinner and I want to be used by God. And I, I need to be willing to look at my brothers and sisters in the church and know that in some way I'm going to end up disappointing them or I'm going to sin against someone. They're going to end up disappointing me. Someone's going to sin against me. We all need to be ready and willing to bear that burden, to love each other, to practice confession, repentance, forgiveness, um, and move forward. And we also need to practice. I mean, and obviously this comes with, I mean, be under, be under solid, Mm. mature Mm -hmm. elders. Yeah. Do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once you've done that, Mm -hmm. if they tell you that you're in sin, Mm. listen to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If your solid believing friends from church tell you that you're in sin, Mm -hmm. listen, Mm Mm-hmm. Do not like consider your ways. It's so common mm-hmm. and and totally acceptable in today's day and age mm-hmm. to denounce something the moment you hear the words you don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I also I don't really like how the pastor put that. <laughs> I don't really like that he used that word. <laughs> I didn't really like that he told me I have an attitude problem and that's (laughs) the issue in my marriage is that I have an attitude problem. Yeah. I really wanted him to just blame my husband for everything when I went into counseling. Oh yeah. Me. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) I'm just still imagining that guy on the island. Anyway. It's true. It's really true. Or sometimes it's like, you guys, sometimes it's like, I didn't like the music. Right. Now, I'm not saying there is no discernment and you're not allowed to have, like, I'm not saying you don't get to select a church. Right. Um, But if you have selected a church and then you're like, Mm -hmm. they just don't sing my favorite songs enough. Right. (laughs) Don't. Don't. Please don't. Just don't. I don't really know how to end a discussion on church, too. I was thinking about sharing. Don't be the problem in your church. Yeah. There you go. Don't be the problem. Mm-hmm. Don't assume there are problems unless you know there are problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not indict the church at large. Mm-hmm. Indict people who are responsible um, for victimizing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just... That's really it. (laughs) Bless it. You can leave us a voicemail (laughs) at 470-465-0475. It's not too late to join book club. We're discussing chapters one and two of By What Standard this week. Check out Dominion.dating. Get married. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We didn't even... I mean, I just think they have a great mission statement. And, you know, for all you single ladies out there... For those of you that are... Uh, not married and single be married and ready to mingle and listening to us we want you to get married <laughs> to find a nice reform boy and live happily ever after and all that stuff all that wonderful anyway jazz yeah and it can be hard to do on 
random insert random dating site. Yeah, here. I've heard Christian Mingle is a hot mess and you shouldn't go there. But these guys seem pretty solid. So anyway, check it out. That's that's it for this week. And we will see y'all next week. See ya.